Hey, Rachel. Hey, Brian. So how was your week? That's a matter of policy on which I would not be able to express a view. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, um, can you tell me that if hypothetically that were a question I were to ask you, would you consider that consistent with the rule of law? <laughs> I wouldn't be able to say. I would need to hear briefings from both sides and consult with my law clerks. Okay, but surely you are a a, a sitting judge. Surely you would, <laughs> must have some opinion about this. <laughs> Brian, I'm not a judicial pundit, so stop trying to make me one, and I'm not going to bring my personal feelings into this podcast. Okay, well, that's, you're the co-host I deserve when we rush this podcast into production <laughs> right. with only 21 days left. To the election. <laughs> okay, <laughs> nope. This is nope. The podcast where we shut it down. Okay, we are uh, coming around the bend to the election, Rachel. There's not a lot oh, left to yes. say, and yet we're going to well, fill a half hour of content with... <laughs> we will. I, we're recording during these dueling town halls, which, like, I'm just happy oh, not to watch no, these I'm things. No, I'm fine. Skipping it, yeah. Yeah, and this whole day has been horrific, and um, Brian, if I sound like I'm roid raging, like Trump, it's because I happen to be on the same medication <laughs> that he was on. <laughs> <laughs> dexamethasone Wait, i've decided really? to take it yes not not, yes. Hydro not hydroxychloroquine or and you haven't injected no the either. steroids so <laughs> i'll tell you this really happened today so um you know i've had these foot problems for a yes, while yes. last year i had but foot you're surgery <laughs> you're taking covid medication for your feet in my foot <laughs> So, yeah, so I had foot surgery last year and the pain in my right foot came back and I went to a podiatrist out here on Long Island. I had an MRI, the whole schmagoo. And the good news is that he said I don't have to have surgery again, but because of the inflammation in my foot, he recommended that I get a steroid injection this morning, which is actually dexamethasone in an injection format. So this morning... Um, I ran out the door without eating anything, went to his office and he gave me the shot in my foot and I fainted. I like, I passed literally out because I, I literally passed out and I vomited as I was falling off of the table. <laughs> it's the old one, two and, punch. <laughs> like in my mask. It was disgusting. He caught me before I fell over and I was sweating and I had buzzing in my ear. It was it was really scary. Was it that it was um, so painful or was it just like a reaction to the steroid? I think it was just like I I have very low blood pressure on a normal basis. <laughs> right. You're barely and alive. So right. I'm barely alive. And I had one of these like they called a vasovagal reaction where yeah. um, my oh, blood sugar dropped because I hadn't eaten anything. And so anyway, my point is that um, I'm sure my steroid dose is far lower than what Trump had been taking. But if you see me shouting conspiracy theories or dancing to Macho Man, <laughs> please call 911. Well, now you texted me this morning and you're like I don't know. You're like I have, I have bad news and good, good news and bad news. Do you want what do you want first? Bad news. <laughs> bad news is I fainted and vomited. 
<laughs> oh my God! You sure you wanted to show? You're like, well, the good news is I have a really good story to tell on Nope tonight. So I don't know if it was a good story. It was an okay story. It's a true story. True so, story. That's yeah. better than better than a bad fake story. Okay. <laughs> How about you? No, nothing. Nothing happened. Nothing we're, to report. No, we're preparing for demo day for the accelerator, and that's. Uh, I've been in a hole and uh, looking forward to coming out of the hole for vacation next week. Uh, going yes. to to duck and we're skipping next week but we'll be back the week after i need an unfettered week of solitude and bliss without rest notes. and relaxation yes, yeah. yes i mean like unplug the tv so i can't watch msnbc 24 7 because otherwise i'll be glued to it and i assume if anything really ha- good happens or bad happens i'll get a push notification and that's all i need Absolutely. I like yeah. your Biden Harris shirt, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. It's I ordered it cool. like three months ago and it took, I, I mean, I'm glad it took three months. You know, they probably have better things to be doing than like having the elves fulfill my t shirt order. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd think they would have like other people whose job is only to do that. Like, you <laughs> could see like Hunter Biden's like the campaign manager. <laughs> no, Hunter. That's what Dr. Hunter's Joe Biden, Hunter, they have him spread out on the dining room table, packing. <laughs> shipping <laughs> run into fedex <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay um can we let's let's talk about amy coney yeah our, let's jump yeah. right into the nopes um yeah this uh week has been just the confirmation hearings from hell it's it's all been terrible and first of all i mean none of this should be happening in the first place we all know that i'm not even going to go into their go garland into we all know what happened and um, this is just basically a Hail Mary pass for the far right to implement minority rule by hijacking the court system. And it's really fucking scary. Um, and that's before you even consider the fact that we're in the midst of a pandemic. And many of these senators are in their 70s and 80s, like Diane Feinstein, who is 87 years old and the ranking Democrat on the Judiciary Committee. And this is the same Diane Feinstein who hugged Lindsey Graham. Without today. a mask. Right. Without and I don't a know, mask. I don't know what's more like, what's scandalous is not that it was without a mask. It's that she hugged Lindsey Graham at all. Like, I know. How could you even get a grip on him? He's like a massive slime. It's like you you hug him. He's and a he lizard. Just like... <laughs> He's like he sheds his skin. But like, and she said this has been the best set of hearings she's ever participated in. Okay, she needs to just step, <laughs> step down. down. Step the fuck down. <laughs> step away. Step away from the gavel, chairwoman. You are not qualified. You are... No. Goodbye. Pack she's your probably, gavel and go. She's probably not even the oldest person on the committee. Like it's a bunch of. Yeah, no, this is term limits, term limits. We must, (laughs) we must implement term limits. Okay, so Senator Mike Lee and Senator Tom Tillis, as we all know, um, they've been attending these hearings, even though they both have COVID. Um, They were diagnosed like, I don't know, less than two weeks ago, and Mike Lee doesn't even wear a mask. Um, Lindsey Graham refuses to even get tested, and the star of the show herself has been exposed to the virus numerous times, yet here we are just weeks before an election pushing through Justice Handmaid, who is an originalist <laughs> like her mentor, Justice Scalia. And I just want to take a moment and like, let's talk about originalism because let's, I love this. I love we're like constitutional law class here. Tell us, yes. Professor Rachel. Yes, please. <laughs> Larry Tribe could join us. Um, so originalism, it's a bunch of bullshit. Like if you are an originalist and if I, I am not a constitutional scholar, but like you basically believe that the Constitution needs to be interpreted exactly how it was written. 
And if something like abortion, for example, is not mentioned in the document, then it's off the table when it comes to your rights. And I just, I think these originalists should pack up their bags and move to the 18th century. Move to colonial Williamsburg and wear (laughs) shoes with buckles and bonnets and churn butter all day. And Amy Coney Barrett, if she's such an originalist, women shouldn't even have the right to vote and she shouldn't be working. So practice what you preach, bitch. Um, So anyway. Or just preach, bitch. (laughs) Preach. Yeah, right. So the hearings have begun um, and the the signs are just not good. Uh, And there have been some like mysterious things that have happened this week, too. So first of all, the fly from the vice presidential debate came back and it landed on Amy Coney Barrett's pink dress. No, I didn't see this. There was another fly. fly. It was it was the same fly. It was the same fly is just trolling. Wait, Troll- what, wait, wasn't the wasn't the Veep debate in like Indianapolis or something or in, it, in Georgia? It can fly. What? <laughs> That's a fast it fly. <laughs> Don't they have a lifespan of like a week? Like <laughs> I don't know. It's been a week, so maybe this was like on the bucket list. Like I gotta make it to the, just one to more the Supreme Court hearing. <laughs> Or maybe it's a family tradition. Maybe it's like the grandchild of the Pence fly. Maybe, yes. Maybe they're in the they're in the trade. It was like the lar. It was like in a larva stage during the VP debate, and it was just like ready to like hatch and and make some noise. So the fly, I think. <laughs> The fly can smell the rot. And then so then on Wednesday, um, Amy Coney Barrett, during the hearing, she mentioned that she had a glass of wine to unwind. Ooh, the night is that before. A, is, wait, is that in the Constitution? I don't think that's legal. I don't think that's. No, I mean, right. and like as if like God was unleashing like a thunderbolt, her mic immediately cut out after she said oh, that. Really? Yes. God is looking out for her because she was about to say I had a glass of wine before I downed a bottle of Johnny Walker and yes. God intervened. God intervened. And then <laughs> I, took, I then I then I started tab of acid. I started microdosing. <laughs> and we didn't hear it. It was so about it to self destruct. She was about to self destruct and God intervened. Yes. God, so God, God friended watching. God friended her. Yes. Or maybe it was like the people of praise cutting her mic out. <laughs> I don't know. They're but so, so charismatic, it, my God. I know. Like these charismatic Christians. So so the mics came back and then an hour later they cut out again. And then the Senate just decides to proceed without anybody being able to hear what was going on, which was like a metaphor of some sort. <laughs> it really didn't matter what anybody said anyway. Right. It didn't matter. Right. They might as well have just like been in like a closet um, somewhere. So about the the content of these hearings, um, what we were able to hear, at least, um, I wonder, like, has she said anything interesting? And the fact is, as I mentioned, when we opened up the podcast, um, I was embodying her spirit and she refuses to say anything. And I think that's fairly that's typical, typical. Yeah, yeah. but which she's like really on the extreme side of this. She answered every question by saying she can't comment on this or that because she may be called upon in the to rule upon it in the future and she needs to be unbiased. She wouldn't say if like the peaceful didn't, didn't she wait didn't she talk about jenga blocks though about jenga towers i didn't hear jenga towers oh because no. it's, it's like this thing if like if you strike if you strike some clauses of uh, law 
And like there's a fine line between it's like pulling blocks out of a Jenga tower. It's like if you pull out too many blocks, does the tower fall? Is it do, do you sort of uproot the, the intention of the legislation or can you selectively take out unconstitutional unconstitutional parts of a law, but let the law stand? And I think she said, like, it's like a Jenga Jenga tower. And I said, oh. what a what a what a down home thing for her to say. She's been humanized now. She's a she's a she's horrible, a Jenga she's a horrible wretch who happens to play <laughs> Jenga with her fifteen <laughs> children. <laughs> the hearing should have been a game of Jenga. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> but she like wouldn't say if climate change was real. She wouldn't say if like the peaceful. Wait, she transfer- wouldn't even she wouldn't even say if if climate change is real or no, if there should she, be a peaceful transfer of power? No, she wouldn't even <laughs> say that. No. And she wouldn't even say if she would recuse herself if asked to rule on the 2020 election for Donald Trump, the guy who championed her nomination, which seems like a huge conflict of interest to me. But then again, that is why we are here in the first place. Yes. Um, and it's like, it's not as if th- these people, these senators are asking for some big, hypothetical sometime (laughs) in the distant future. This is a question about what she will do in three weeks. Right, right. And also, like, peaceful transfer of power is not, like, a controversial... I think it's certainly an implied in the Constitution that between each presidential election, there will not be bloodshed. Yes, that that was Sort of a founding... It it can go unstated, right? (laughs) But no, she would not even say that. Um... So one thing that's interesting is that Amy Klobuchar yesterday brought up the fact that there will now be three people on the Supreme Court who worked for the Republican Party on the Bush v. Gore case, Mm. Roberts, Kavanaugh, and now Barrett. So it seems like they're building up their arsenal of people who can, um, who can, you know, sway the election. Bush v. Gore seems so quaint now, doesn't it? hanging chads and like elegant uh concessions and like oh for better times i mean at the time it seemed apocalyptic and now i'm like i would kill for bush v gore now i know i know um but yeah another thing i don't know if you heard her say this but she was bringing up a lot of super precedents have you heard about super precedents no is that like a marvel universe concept i mean it's a term i never heard before but she kept like bringing them up as like super precedents can't be overturned but regular precedents can be oh, that's, in the, literally... that's in the constitution for sure <laughs> the whole pre- there's article, no such article thing. article 5 <laughs> amendment 15 section, like, section whatever about super precedents <laughs> super precedents right and um, she said that Brown versus the Board of Ed qualifies as a super precedent, but Griswold versus Connecticut does not. Um, Griswold establishes that women can use birth control. So from this, we can conclude that Amy Coney Barrett does not believe that women should have the right to use birth control. Yes. Um, and she thinks the usage of IVF embryos for research should be criminalized. She has talked about that before the hearing. And it looks like she's going to be confirmed as short of a miracle. Um, there's nothing that anybody could do about it. The Democrats today tried to delay it for a week, but Lindsey Graham refused to do that, um, even though there was only one Democrat there. So they didn't have enough. You're supposed to have two people of the minority party there, but they were just like, screw it. We're moving forward. Um 
So the only thing that can be done is if the Democrats win both the presidency and the Senate, they can expand the the size of the Supreme Court. And the Republicans have been calling this court packing because they're really good at branding things. Yeah, they're they're great. It's like partial birth abortion. You know, they're just great at making things sound much worse than they actually are. And the Democrats are just letting them run wild with this narrative that they're going to pack the court when in reality... What the Republicans have been doing is packing the court. Think about like packing. You're putting people into a confined space (laughs) and they're adding more right wing judges. You know, we'd be letting the court breathe. We'd be giving it more. Right. They should call it expansion, (laughs) breathing, or (laughs) court inhaling. Court exhalation. But so if they really want to appeal to these originalists, they should shrink the court by three justices on a last in first out basis, which would bring the court back to the size that it was in 1789, which is six justices. We could could reanimate RBG to take her old seat. It's a hologram. (laughs) It's a hologram. Like... (laughs) <laughs> like uh, as an AI hologram and okay can we move yeah, on yeah. this is all terrible. so so nope to dead-eyed baby-voiced Harridan Aunt Lydia <laughs> Amy Coney Barrett nope to originalism nope to court expansion or contract yeah no yup to court expansion <laughs> yep and, to and court or contraction. contraction or contraction and right, nope just to not Diane Feinstein don't hug no. Lindsey Graham under any circumstances especially no I'd like to play I'd like to play Jenga against her though I bet she has very shaky hands given that she's 108 years old <laughs> you'd like to play Jenga against Amy or Diane <laughs> Feinstein because <Feinstein. laughs> I'd win because she, yeah. she has very shaky yeah, hands I don't I, I don't think she's equipped to, to do anything anymore <laughs> okay we gotta move okay, on let's, no let's go on no no okay, okay so um so as we know Trump is back on the campaign trail like a phoenix rising from the ash. Um, he's overcome COVID. He's cured. He's immune. He couldn't wait to get back to his job, uh, dancing on a stage to the village people, telling lies. Like today, he he said that 85% of people who wear masks get the coronavirus. He just like pulls obviously these true. numbers out of his asshole. No, wait, that's and obviously then- a true statement. 85% just put on a mask. Eight out of 10, COVID, right then and there. COVID, right there, right there. Um, And one thing that's interesting is, you know, now that I'm on dexamethasone, he (laughs) seems to have switched his medication from steroids to Molly. Um, He's like on ecstasy. He loves everyone at, at these rallies, like at least... You know, he loves the people in the audience at his rallies and he says he wants to kiss them and he wants to hug them and he wants to like rub his face all over them. So um, here's a clip. And now I'm immune, they tell me. I'm immune. I could come down and start kissing everybody. I'll kiss every guy, man and woman, man and woman. Look at that guy, how handsome he is. I'll kiss him. Not not with a lot of enjoyment, but that's okay. Boy, wasn't he complaining about the Gold Star families who he said gave him COVID by hugging him and kissing him because he was so irresistible? Yes. Um, it's just like, it's so obvious. And I feel like Mary Trump would probably have a lot to say about this. So Mary, if you're out there and want <laughs> to be on us. the podcast, call us. But like, he's so, um, he's such a black hole of need and like grew up without much 
love that like he's he's so obviously now seeking this love you know he he needs his audience to hold up signs now that say we love you donald trump they pass those out at the rallies and oh really yes and the gold star families he basically gaslit these amazing families who gave the ultimate sacrifice and said that they're the ones who gave him COVID because they love him so much they had to hug him and kiss him and who is he to turn them away but the reality is that he probably gave the gold star families COVID he's like he is like a Vita he's like Ava Perone like she, he stands on the balcony COVID he's Covita not Evita right he he's is just, Covita he, right. yes he must he must be loved you must love me like he, that's it he he uh, thrives on the adoration of his people yes Yes, but he's getting really desperate now. Um, the polls are not looking good for him. The only demographic that's solidly in Trump's <laughs> camp is the white male demographic, Brian. So I okay, don't know. I'm doing my doing my part. <laughs> I, I think if you segment that like a little more finely, which is like Manhattan gay Jews, probably not <laughs> yeah, doing probably so. Not. Probably not doing that well. But <laughs> he has a nine. Biden has a ninety-eight point lead among my demographic. Right, that's true. That's true. Um, but so women are increasingly defecting to Joe Biden, and um, he is leading among women overall, fifty-nine percent to thirty-six percent. So Trump is now begging suburban housewives to come back to him. And we have a clip of that, too. I ask you to do me a favor. Suburban women, will you please like me? Remember? Please. Please. I saved your damn neighborhood, okay? The other thing, I don't have that much time to be that nice. You know, I can do it, but I got to go quickly. We don't have time. They want me to be politically correct. Oh, yes, let's discuss it. Let's talk about it over the next 10 years. No, no, no. Now we saved your, you, we saved suburbia. If you don't ask, you don't get. Like, right. he's, he's wearing it on his sleeve, what he wants. He, he has this thing he likes to say he saved the suburbs. Like, has he even ever been to the suburbs? Like, what is he No, that's what, that was the about? line from uh, the Biden debate. He goes, you wouldn't know the suburbs unless you took a wrong turn. Okay, right. So that's exactly it. Has he even like, does he even know what that is? He's talking about keeping low income housing out of suburbia and repealing an Obama era law that combats institutional bias. So he's trying to appeal to women by demonizing poor people and black people and uh, to hammer because, it home. Because, starts, because yeah. women love hate, they, they despise poor people and black people just as yeah, a rule, I mean, right? It, women hate them. And Right. And he starts talking about dumb Cory Booker, who is like so much it, Stanford it's, it's right. like beyond, and, and calling him a loser. It, it's disgusting. So um, but, you know, I have to say not all is lost for Trump this week. He did get a coveted endorsement. Oh, another one of the police unions. He gets all those. No, this one. I, I mean, I think Joe Biden is probably pretty jealous it's a big one it's a big big one. Oh, i know um, i know what you're talking he, got, about. Yeah. he was endorsed by the taliban 
who have a hundred who have a hundred percent track record it's like ohio everyone they vote for always wins always wins so yeah so taliban spokesman zabullah mujahideed told cbs news in a phone interview we believe that trump is going to win the upcoming election because he have he has proved himself a politician who accomplished all the major promises that he has made to the American people. So now he's got the Taliban and the KKK on his side. And um, I love how the I love how the spokesman for the Taliban is like an expert in like domestic U.S. politics. He's like, uh, well, he reformed. I like the way he handled Infrastructure Week. <laughs> we need Infrastructure Week here in Tora Bora. And he saved <laughs> we, the suburbs, which. <laughs> We really care about over here. Uh, <laughs> so um, I don't know. I saw one of those cars driving around this week, like one of those pickup trucks with like with Trump, Trump flags, flags hanging yeah. out. Yeah. And um, I saw this uh, former intelligence agent on MSNBC, Malcolm Nance, and he was calling those people vanilla ISIS, which I thought was really hysterical. <laughs> oh, so, that's good. so he's got the Taliban and vanilla ISIS. Um, all right. All right. So all right. That was nope, just a general nope to, nope to the week in Trump. <laughs> yes. You know what I look forward yeah. to? Do you remember like it was like last December, two Decembers ago, we decided to have a Trump free month. And it was Trump-free December, yeah. It was Trump-free yeah. December. And someone reminded me of that, a, a fan of the pod last night remi- reminded me of that. And he's like, when are you going to do that again? And I'm like, no time soon. <laughs> like, <laughs> We just can't. I mean, it's like like we would be ignoring the nopiest <laughs> nopes, nopes of, of all time. Week. Okay, I, yeah. I, have a, I have a non-Trump nope here, although it is uh, COVID adjacent. So um, these are confusing times, he says as a segue. Um, it is very difficult to know what kind of events you can have. The numbers are fluid. So like, is it okay to have like a church service or is it okay to have like a massive Hasidic wedding? Uh, very controversial, but one thing it's pretty clear you should not be having is an orgy. Um, okay. Especially not. Probably enough, not. Probably not a good one. So this is we've. I well, think with masks. <laughs> it depends on what kind of orgy. <laughs> so there, I think we've talked about this club before. There's a sex club called Sanctum, but it's spelled without any of the vowels. It's S N C T M. Um, oh, like a tech company. Yes, yeah, Sanctum. <laughs> dot, dot ly <laughs> sanctumly sanctum sanctum.me sanctum me um so they have outlets here and in london and la and it costs sixty five thousand dollars a year to be a member and they claim to have had uh either member or participation from gwyneth paltrow and bill maher to which i say ew and double ew if they were together in some way that's really very difficult to contemplate. Anyway. Yeah. I'm so, wow. Okay. <laughs> what do these people have in common? <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow and Bill Maher. They fucked at Sanctum. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but I digress. Okay. Um, so as COVID was hitting, they, were, they had an event scheduled for April 11th, which was like a month into the COVID lockdown. And they swore it was going on as scheduled, but then it got canceled. So they are you know, ready to get going. So now they are resuming their regularly scheduled orgies and they have begun having sort of like training runs, uh, smaller events over the last couple of weeks. So they recently just had a a Shibari night. Do you know what Shibari is? No. It sounds like a district of Tokyo, but it's not. It's the art of Japanese bondage rope work. Um, Oh, 
which sounds interesting. And at least if there's a demonstration of it, at least you can socially distance, right? You can you could probably have a mask on while you're getting rope worked. Um, but then they decided that the time is right to go all out. They're having a full Halloween blowout now. And it is the theme of the blowout is called is Black Death. The Black Death. Oh, good. It, okay. What, what, could possibly, what could possibly go wrong? Um, but rest assured, there are precautions that will be taken. They say armed security will be augmented at the door by a board-certified physician and his team prepare, uh, <laughs> performing COVID rapid testing. And I love that it's a board-certified physician. Like, uh, usually that goes with, like, board-certified plastic surgeon or... A board... Cer- so it's going to be, like, Sean Conley, <laughs> like, Trump's doctor, being like, you're good. Meet our board-certified osteopath <laughs> at the door. Wait, I know you love osteopaths, sorry. Yeah. I, no, I neither love nor... I, I don't have an opinion. <laughs> you know I'm obsessed with osteopaths, but I don't want to piss off any osteopaths in the audience, so I will refrain from my rant about them. Uh, anyway, so... Um, then, so they, they had a press availability and they were asked if people were still having sex at these parties. That's one thing, I guess, maybe it's like sexual themed and maybe they're doing non-sexual things. But here was the answer they got when they were asked that. They said, I would say thus far, the behavior of our guests within the parties has indicated a great pent up demand for our events and an appreciation of the precautions we have undertaken. That's like an answer worthy of Amy Coney Barrett. Right. Yes. What? It's there's pent up demand. No, it's better than Amy Coney Barrett. <laughs> it actually it's tells like us the actual- real answer <laughs> without telling us. Right. There's pent up demand, and they have an appreciation of the precautions. Okay. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good. So, how many people are going to be at this thing? They say they limit them to thirty now, but that still seems like a lot to be in some kind so of like dungeon. Cuomo said about orgies. Like <laughs> I don't know. I know maybe like, he's going to be there. Like <laughs> with his like pierced nipples. Yeah. He's like a hunk. He works out. He's got a someone's got to be there to check him out. <laughs> so maybe it's like you know you're not allowed to have a gathering more than fifty people, but with an orgy, the maximum is thirty. Yes, I think. Well, I don't know. It said in the article that they were going to have, they were limiting it to 30 people. So, so maybe that's why. That's why. Yeah, but I don't think that orgy with 30 people is safe either. I don't think a threesome I, is safe. I don't safe. think so either. I don't, <laughs> don't think a party with 50 people is safe. A regular party. I, right. I mean, I don't think, I don't, I don't leave the house. So who am I to weigh in on any of this? It's, I, Wait, I need to yes, you, have, the, you seem to have a very strong part. To my law <laughs> very strong opinion about what size orgy is safe. And I think we're missing the point here. There's no size. No, no, uns- no uns- orgy uns- too small. <laughs> or too large. Unsafe at any speed. <laughs> no orgy. No orgy too small or too large. Okay, nope. I don't have that much to say about this, so no. No, okay. okay no, no, Very no. good. Uh, let's move on, boy. Okay, so there was some politics. There was some orgies here. That's all I can take for the week. Um, yeah. Let's go on it's to the yups. Yeah, these are little rays of light, little beacons of hope that got us through the week. Rachel, you have a good one. This is political, yeah. right? Yeah. It's a little political. Yeah, and I wouldn't like exactly call it a ray of light because it's very disturbing, but I think that... Uh, <laughs> Um, sunlight is the best disinfectant and you do have to like telling the truth deserves a yup. So this goes to totally under control, which is a documentary by Alex Gibney. And it was shot in secret 
over the past five months and includes interviews with government officials, doctors, Jared Kushner's volunteer group, um, PPE manufacturers, and it basically chronicles a timeline of the government's failure to act in the face of this pandemic, and it's chilling. Um, for me personally, it was really triggering to see what was happening um, at the highest levels of our federal government during the weeks that Josh was in the hospital. And um, so I got a, it, I mean, everyone should watch it. It's um, it's on iTunes right now and it'll be soon available on Hulu too. So please watch it. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. I'm on it for my vacation when I want to be depressed. Um, my up goes to Betsy Driver who is the mayor of Flemington, New Jersey. I bet you didn't know that. If I if I, <clears throat> if no, I woke you up I in the like... middle of the night and said, quick, who is the mayor of Flemington, New Jersey? Would you say Betsy Driver? No, I thought Betsy Driver was like Adam Driver's <laughs> mother. mother yes. <laughs> she may also be that. We don't know who her children are. We'll anyway. have to do a DNA test. <laughs> A maternity test on Adam Driver. <laughs> okay, so the GOP is calling for her resignation. They are outraged because she had a Facebook post that they didn't like. And here's what the Facebook post said. Um, and this is why I'm giving her yup, because I love this Facebook post. She said, this is day one of the new SCOTUS term. The religious zealots want to enact the Christian version of Sharia law. If you voted for the orange monster with COVID, go fuck yourself. If you're planning on voting for him again, unfriend me and go fuck yourself again. That's awesome. I, who could, could couldn't have said it better myself. Betsy <laughs> <No. laughs> Driver, you, you have our endorsement. Right. And it's like, oh, well, well, so the thing is, they're like, oh, you're disrespecting Christianity. But no, that's exactly what the right wing is saying about Democrats that we're going to abolish religion, that like we're the anti-Sharia, but they're the pro-Sharia. They're party of Sharia, they're Christian Sharia. They're vanilla ISIS. <laughs> ISIS. So <laughs> Betsy Driver, do not resign under pressure. Double down. Like Double keep down. making Don't the post. Cave. No, no, never stop stopping. Just keep keep, <laughs> keep on keep, keeping it on. <laughs> keep it up. Trucking. <laughs> Stand back and stand by. <laughs> I like I said, unfriend me and go fuck yourself again. Like you get one, yeah. you get one fuck for every time you voted for Trump. Anyway, okay, are we done? We're done. Um, yeah. So just a reminder, we're skipping next week because Brian will be on vacation. Uh, oh, sure, blame relaxing. it on me. Blame. It on I mean, it is. I, I'm it, You are to blame. <laughs> But I, I'm not assigning blame. It's fine. It, we don't report to anybody. What are our, our corporate overlords are going to be mad? Okay. Sorry. Anyway, okay. this has been a terrible week, but strangely fun to make this podcast still. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends in person, because that is the best way to get the word out. Uh, we won't be here next week. For the week after, this has been Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. Nope.